It's time for the Tri-State Sports Beat with your hosts, Nick Federico, Scott DeBell, and Joe Bruno. And hello, everyone, to another episode of the Tri-State Sports Beat. Nick, Scott, Joe here. Um, this is a podcast that we're probably not going to have much fun making. <laughs> going to be a lot of screaming, just a uh, crying disclaimer in the beginning. Cursing, um, maybe some cursing. Outing. <laughs> Um, now, Joe, you want to explain what's going on? <laughs> the New York Jets. <laughs> New York dumpster fires. Oh, jeez. <sighs> one team, one goal. That is what's standing in front of me. That is uh, the, <laughs> the Jets magnet on my mini fridge in my bedroom right now. One team, one goal, and that is to request a trade. Jamal Adams, request a trade. Uh, I think we're... I don't, I don't think we're all, like, super in shock about the whole thing. But, I mean, it definitely is not the most fun topic to be covering on one of our very few episodes that we've been doing during this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, we're ho- Hopefully, everyone is still healthy and safe that is listening. Um, but Jamal Adams. The clown has tweeted again. Oh, he did? So... Marcus May tweeted, I've been getting all this new fake love now, shaking my head. Oh, and Jamal quote tweets it and says, Brother, just keep being you. Show the world why you're the best free safety in the game. You deserve everything coming your way. I'm going to miss balling with you the most. Believe that. Love you forever, brother. All right, so that's um, to add. So much, so much for that Marcus May jersey, huh? Yeah, so much for that. <laughs> Ashton Davis. Uh, <laughs> Hasn't even played a snap. He's already our favorite safety. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, so I guess let's let's break this down from the beginning. So, what was this? Uh, today is the twenty second. So I guess over the weekend, about like Friday or so, we get this tweet from ESPN Jets reporter Rich Samini that the Jets Jamal Adams situation continues to deteriorate. Adams informed the team that he wants to be traded. A source told ESPN. Okay, first off, are we shocked by this news? You know, initially, initially I wasn't whatsoever because when all honesty, it can only get worse from here and it can only get worse from where we originally were. So then to top all that, Calvin Watkins, who is a Cowboys beat reporter, I believe, tweeted out probably a couple minutes after 
that a source also says that there are certain teams Jamal Adams is willing to be traded to, which include the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Eagles, Ravens, Seahawks, Texans, 49ers, (laughs) and now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, willing to be traded, but here's the kicker. He won't request a contract extension right away if he goes to those teams. But the Jets have to pay him. So, and there's a common thing with all those teams I just listed. All playoff teams in the last two years. The Jets have not made the playoffs since 2010. We know that very well. And Jamal Adams is coming off his best season with the Jets. You know, six and a half sacks last year. The best record the team has had since he's been a part of the team. So, I'll give my initial thoughts, and then we'll go around the table, and we'll continue to cover this as we go, because this is mainly what our episode is about tonight. I'm disappointed, as all Jet fans are. I think I can speak for all Jets fans tonight. I'm disappointed, but again, not surprised. Not surprised because I tend to look into the future because, you know, being a Jet fan, we've been burned many times before, boys. Have we not? So I kind of come to expect things like this. We ran into this 10 years ago with Revis and now Jamal Adams. And it seems that with the Jets and these star players, the Jets can't hold on to them because they just continue to not build and stay in neutral, if you will. I kind of knew in the back of my head that this would happen. I've been worrying about this probably for at least two years now because I'm a worry wart when it comes to this Jets team. I always look into the future. Like when a guy gets drafted and you know he's going to be good and then you're like, all right, well, is he going to be good enough? And the Jets, you know, he's going to want a big payday from the Jets and then he's going to want to leave because we're not good enough. So I've been worrying about this for at least two years. And I got to tell you, Jamal is just making this so worse for himself and he's just sounding like a spoiled brat to put it nicely so joe initial thoughts when you first saw this news with the teams and everything else i was a little more surprised uh like i like trust me i figured it was going to happen i didn't think it was going to happen this early into his contract honestly because he still has two years um i thought they were going to offer him a contract, maybe get into a little longer of a feud between the contract. I think it would have spilled over in the next year. The biggest thing that kind of confuses me about this whole thing is that the Jets don't even have the budget yet for this upcoming year. They don't know so, what the salary so, cap's going to be. Yeah, So, and the big thing was he wanted a contract now. He wanted a contract now. And it kind of makes me even more upset because – now he's saying, oh, I'm not going to take an extension from this team if I get traded to him. I'm not going to take it right away anyway. No. Like you, it's been all over the news that this guy is the heart and soul of the New York Jets. So-called. So, well, yeah, now so-called heart and soul of the New York Jets. What happened to he wanted to be a Jet for life? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And, and I told Nick uh, earlier – I did see a notification pop up on my phone. I believe it was either yesterday or Saturday that Adam Gase was one of the big reasons why he was about to, that he's trying to move on and leave the Jets. So I think we all saw this coming, but it just, it kind of struck me as really quick. I didn't see it coming as quick. I think as, as you guys probably did. Scooter. 
it, it's just like the way that he's acting. Like there's been no denial that the Jets have wanted to pay him. Probably still have plans to pay him. But it, Jamal, we're in a the middle of a global pandemic. No one knows where Major League Baseball isn't even playing because of money reasons. The NBA doesn't know what they're doing. But the NBA might not play. The NHL hasn't even started yet. Like, they're in the process. But, Jamal, literally no one knows anything that's going on. There had to have been something something else. Apparently, Antonio Cromartie tweeted the other day that he had a good conversation with Jamal, and there's things that no one knows of why he wants out. And it's not about money. Which, I, I don't know. The guy is just burning his own bridges. I mean, like, he was seen as a high-character guy or whatever. Now, what, what is he seen as now? Because he's, you know, pulling all this stuff. Yeah, but the, thing, the, the annoying thing is he's going to pull all this stuff, and everyone's going to say, yeah, it was the Jets. Of course he wanted out of the Jets. Naturally. That's the, that's and the he take, won't, that's and the he won't get any lashback. And yeah. he won't get any lashback for it either. Mm-hmm. So, in this situation, I, and me personally – I think the Jets have all the leverage here. Oh, they absolutely do. Joe, the, like, the Jets can hold them on, hold on to him for three or four more seasons. Exactly, because they and, can they can you know hold on to him through his rookie contract. He's owed five million this year and like nine point nine next year, mm-hmm. and they can just like Yannick and Gakwe him, offer him the franchise tender. He doesn't sign it. Well, there's another three years of your career gone. Exactly. Like, either I freaking hope the Jets just let him like just sit there. Fine him, make him actually lose money this year if he doesn't actually uh, report to play. Because at this point, he deserves anything that he gets in a negative way from the Jets. Because Joe, like, how would you feel if Joe Douglas, um, like, if you're Joe Douglas right now, the Can't Wait podcast with Connor Hughes, the athletic one, Connor Hughes literally said it perfectly. He's like, Joe Douglas might be like, screw you, dude. Like, what are you thinking? Like, I'm not going to trade you to one of these seven teams, especially after what he said to, oh, I'm trying to get to trade it to the Cowboys. I'd send him to the freaking Lions. Let's get Kenny Galladay back and let him rot at the bottom of the NFL for the rest of his career. Exactly. There you go. That'd be a perfect trade. Joe D, call him up right now. Jamal for Kenny Galladay, straight up, I'll take it right away. Sure. And like you said, like the Jets have like two more years, a total maybe of three or four years of control yet. They don't have to pay Jamal Adams now. It's just that he wants, 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 now, now, now. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get this loss in transla- translation, everybody. Does Jamal Adams deserve to get paid? Yes. 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 If we but, weren't in the middle of a global pandemic, he probably would have gotten paid. Yeah. But the Jets don't have to pay him now. Again, doesn't make financial sense considering, you know, we got to look at this too, guys. Sam Darnold's going to be coming up in a couple, two or three, uh, you know, a year, two years from now. A possible extension for him. And I'm sorry, you pay the quarterback before you pay anybody. 100%. You pay a quarterback and a middle linebacker, like what the Jets have done with CJ. I mean, McCagnan was – or CJ was a McCagnan issue. I don't think Joe Douglas mm-hmm. would have signed CJ mm-hmm. Mosley. But mm-hmm. you literally have a quarterback of the defense there. Like, yeah, Jamal's a great player. He plays multiple positions and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's proven that you don't pay a safety unless you're Ed Reed, Troy Polamalu, or like one of those guys. Yes, and- Jamal might be on the verge of that. But Absolutely. for a team that's, you know, like the Jets, that has so many other, you know, holes, especially a quarterback, you're going to want to invest more on the offense than you are on the defense right now. And right. personally, if Greg Williams, you know, has 
you know, some loyalty to the Jets and, you know, says, all right, I'm going to be here for a while. I trust him getting the most out of Ashton Davis and Marcus May over, you know, uh, uh, Jamal and Marcus May. I think you saw what Greg Williams did with his defense last year. He got a lot out of guys that aren't, wouldn't have started anywhere else, and they were a top 10 defense in the league last year. Right. We keep forgetting about this, too. Greg Williams is literally like a miracle worker, the complete opposite of our dumb head coach. Exactly. Exactly. He formed this defense into a top three run defense last year. And that was without C.J. Mosley in it. And Avery Williamson. And, yeah. Well, who knows if we're going to keep Avery, but – Who knows? I hope but, we do. But you know what? Going, like, going back to the Sam thing for a second, like, yes, do we know if – we don't know anything about Sam Darnold right now. We're not going to know even after this year. I don't yeah, The think. Jets that, might be fortunate because Sam Darnold hasn't shown his best, so he might not get the, you know, the high second contract yet. Exactly. But no matter what, you pay your quarterback before you pay anywhere, anybody 100%. else. Especially if the Jets believe in him. And Joe Douglas has said – Everybody's tradable except for our quarterback. Mm-hmm. So Sam Darnold's not going anywhere. So that's, you know, get that out of your head if you're even thinking that for a second. But here's the thing, too, that's interesting and what you can question about the Jets side of this. Did they follow through with talking to Jamal about an extension after the draft? That's details that we don't really know. Did the Jets have conversations with Jamal? Did they not? Does Jamal think that the Jets really lied to him, deceived him? You know, that could be a big factor here, and that could be the issue for the Jets' side of it and why, you know, maybe some fans are taking Jamal's side in some of this because the Jets deceived him. We don't know that to be true, so we're not going to say that. I think that's, that's how he feels. Fact. Yeah, sure. This whole this all started at the trade deadline last year when Joe Douglas was, hey, Jamal, doing his job, yep. uh, answering calls, not shopping you, answering calls. Yep. But, you know, Jamal, like, of course, now that he shows the baby that he is, Exactly. Oh, I'm not going to talk to Joe Douglas for a month because I feel betrayed and I I feel like I don't want I, like I don't feel wanted here, dude. Cry me a river. The way and, that, the, and you know what, Scott? That brings me up to my next point. That this whole thing going back to the trade deadline and especially now, this shows that Jamal Adams isn't the leader that he is proclaimed to be. Nope. And you know, the big issue I have is one of the big issues I have is. He wants out when things get tough. Yep. And what has he always said? I'm, the, I'm part of the solution. I'm he part lo- of the solution. And he, lo- he loves to face adversity. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, the biggest was a, thing. Here's there, was a tweet from two, there was a tweet from two years ago that came out that people started, you know, swirling around today and come, came out today. And it was a picture of him in a Jets jersey. And he says, I'm here for – or something along the lines of, I'm here for the long haul. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. So much, so much for freaking changing the culture and being part of the solution and bringing the Jets back to promise. You know yeah. what, guys? We should have known better a little bit because we've heard this before. But now, if you tell me that, how can I believe you? Yeah. If any other player that we draft in the next five, ten years says, "I'm here for the future," you know, I'm here. How how can I believe you after this? Apparently, there's something that's going around too that Jamal told Ryan Clark that the Jets should have traded Sam during the trade deadline instead of him? Why? What sense does that make? Wait, who said this? I saw something on Twitter that Ryan Clark said that something about, I don't know if that was his comment or Jamal's comment, or something about trading Sam at the deadline and and keeping Jamal. Who are you going to play? David Fails for the rest of the season? What are you doing? That's your franchise quarterback. Our That's our entire franchise. Can Jamal play quarterback? I don't think so. Listen, it's going to be – no matter how this plays out, I don't see this being 
being resolved anytime soon because I think we actually have a very smart person running our, you know, for once, running our front office in Joe Douglas. And a little bit of social media crying isn't going to do anything to him Mm -hmm. because, you know, he's grown up in very well-respected organizations with the Ravens and the Eagles. But just say Jamal, you know, is still around in training camp and, you know – there's no chance he's even participating. No but chance. But say right he now. does, what is that reception going to be like? Because a, mo- a majority of Jets fans, I don't see many supporting him right now. Well, you got to think about it. Are we right now? I'm not. Absolutely not. But, Absolutely you know, not. you're still going to have the guys who are like, I mean, I agree. The Jets organization is terrible. And, like, this has been a thing for how many years now? It started with Revis. Time. And, you know, this is just like Revis 2.0. We think we have an. This is uh, even worse. This is even. Worse. Yeah, I think this is worse too because Revis, Revis at least Revis, Revis was yeah. like kind of past his pr- not like past his prime, but no, you know. he was. I mean, he's he was coming off that 2009 season when you know the Jets go into the AFC title game. You know, Revis actually showed something, and the Jets yeah. were winning at that time. Yeah. This is oh, and speaking of winning too, Jamal, you want to go to the Cowboys? Let's let's look at win numbers here. Huh. The Cowboys <laughs> have won three playoff games in the 2000s. The Jets have won six and went to two AFC championship games. And the Jets beat the Cowboys last year that propelled the Cowboys into a six-game losing skid. But, yeah, you want to go to a winning culture in Dallas. You know okay. what? It's all about the home. That, you know, has their discount. own contract issues because they don't – they can't – well, let's yeah, not even that, get to what Dak Prescott wants. Man. But where are they even going to fit Jamal in? I don't think that do not to mention they paid the not to, to mention pay? they have not to mention they've paid I don't think so. Not to mention that they paid Zeke two years ago. They just paid Amari Cooper. Where is Dallas getting all his money from? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but honestly, he said he doesn't want the he Yeah, but eventually he's gonna have to be paid. Yeah, eventually Eve- he's gonna yeah, like yeah, like absolutely. not right away. Uh two years from now, Jerry Jones is gonna have to fork up some money because Jamal's gonna be like, Hey, what about me? And listen, Jamal wants to be the highest paid player on the Jets, which means that he wants seventeen million dollars a year. What NFL team in their right mind is going to pay a safety twenty million dollars? I don't know. Jamal, you listen, Scott, say what you gotta say. Go ahead. I I this dude is stupid. I know. And you know what? We love Jamal Adams. We, well, we did. I don't know about, I don't know how we're feeling right now, but again, guys, this is the question I've been asking for months. Whenever that we talk about the jets, I've always questioned whether Jamal Adams is want to be here and he has proven me correct. So my question now is if you don't want to be here, why should we want you? Why? Not he doesn't care. Men- he doesn't. Not to mention the fact, like you said before, Scott, he's willing to go to a team and not ask for an extension that's, right away. That's the worst part of this whole yeah. thing. That's a that slap in the face what kind to of us. Snake he is. That's a because, slap in the face to us. Because he goes, Oh, you know, I'll go play for these winning teams so I can have a straight line to a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but they don't have to pay me for two years. I'll gladly play for them. But you know, the Jets have to pay me twenty million dollars if they want me to stay here. That's not how this works, pal. No, it's not. And Joe Douglas isn't going to play it that way. I mean, I don't – I think this is burning a bridge with Adam Gase, too. I mean, I think there was always questions about how how that relationship was. But this – like, Adam Gase has a perfect – you know, or not a perfect, a track record of not dealing with prima donnas and people that want the attention all themselves. Look at Jarvis Landry. Mm -hmm. He traded him out of uh, Miami. Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi sent him out. 
I think that I, I honestly think Adam Gase is the guy who holds a grudge, and Jamal's going to be sitting here for a while because Adam Gase is going to want him to, you know, sit around for the longest as long as he possibly can, mm-hmm. and Adam Gase is going to get like a personal like yippee. Yeah, but that's the interesting part too. The Jets don't Joe Douglas. They don't want to move him. They've made it clear that they have the intention of signing Jamal. So that's why they haven't granted him permission to seek a trade. It's not like they yeah, it's not like they ever like ever said that um they're not signing him because that would be idiotic if he wanted to stay here and they didn't sign him. Yeah. Yeah, but what have they said behind closed doors? That's well, the thing. That, that's and we, I mean, know, I don't think know, Joe Douglas would be it's a dysfunctional. We know it's a dysfunctional franchise. And I'm not taking – again, I'm not taking Jamal's side because I, I agree with you guys completely that he's being and a you know what? baby Joe, about this whole thing. But Joe, can I be like – I'll be straight up honest with you. You are more a pro player than I think the, me and Scott are put together in most situations. I think I think I am – and I think I am here as well only because, like, he is the best player on – the Jets right now. He yes. should be paid as the best player on the Jets right now. Is twenty million a, a little steep for a safety? Absolutely. A little. But where? Little. But where? Where are we putting that money right now? We don't have that. We have for money weapons for Sam. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, but are we actually going to get those? Let, let, let's let's put this way. Would you? Or are we going to much, look at the draft for that? How much money does Julio Jones get paid a year? I don't even know. I'm gonna look it up. Julio Jones earns as a cap hit. Of twenty million dollars uh, for this season and twenty three in twenty twenty one, so you're telling me, Joe, that you would rather pay Jamal that money instead of getting an elite number one receiver for Sam? No, th- th- that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand what you're saying. Like, twenty million dollars is steep. Absolutely, I don't think he should be paid twenty million dollars. I'm just saying, like, he should be the highest paid on our team, though. But but here's the thing, too, Joe. Which is, is Jamal, one of the things he wants. Is Jamal Sorry. Adams winning us football games? Like, may, okay, I'll give. He won you, us the Giants game, probably. Yes, and he probably won us the cow. And he won us the and Cowboy the, yeah. game too. But is he propelling the team to a like? Let's say this year. Let's just say if he plays this year and but, he plays uh, a little one, bit better one than player, one player. One player is not. One player is not going to win you a football game. Exactly. And I so think then, we know that. So then why but, do you pay that one player but, $20 million? Unless you're a quarterback. A quarterback can do that. But our defense won us a majority of the games that we play, that we won this past season. Right. Or give me that. Right. No, you know, you're so, right. You're right. Yeah, but with, like, third-string corners. Like, with like yes, third, Jam- yeah. Yeah, so yes Jamal was need- a big piece of that. But, like, listen, I, I think – you know, obviously we see something in Ashton Davis because we drafted him in the third round and it was a questionable pick. And people will now say, oh, is this a foreshadow of what was to come with Jamal? But I honestly, I'm, I'm in a position where I trust Greg Williams with whatever we have, unless it's like me and Nick in the, in the freaking defensive backfield. <laughs> exactly. But my thing is too, like I'd rather take that $20 million a year and you spend, especially because you have an offensive head coach, like, you're going to want to spread that around. Like the Jets have very limited weapons as it is. We don't know yeah. what these guys are going to be. You need more around this quarterback if you want to know what he is. And like, let, let's I, put this, let's put this into perspective. People were praising Jamal for the kind of team player he was, the team leader. No, oh, he's beloved absolutely. in the locker room. He's a now team look captain. Now look let's at look at Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell comes into this team. Oh, he's a locker room cancer. He's going to be bad for this team. He's going to be bad for this locker room. He's going to be bad for Sam Darnold. 
let's look. Le'Veon Bell has been a perfect pro with the Jets. Mm -hmm. Now let's look where Jamal Adams is, and he's being a locker room cancer that Le'Veon Bell was originally uh, defined as. Yeah. So, and I was on record, you know, I'll fess up. I was on record saying, I don't know if I want Le'Veon Bell around it. So I was wrong about that. I'd rather pay Le'Veon Bell $20 million than Jamal Adams $20 million right now. I, you know, and sometimes, too, you can't really think of Jamal Adams as just a safety. He does everything. He's like mm-hmm. Brian Absolutely. Westbrook 2.0. Yeah. So, Joe, I get why you'd want to – I get why Brian Dawkins, want, you mean. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's what I meant. Good running back playing safety. That would <laughs> <Yeah>. be something. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Versatile. Yeah. But my point is, too, like, he, Jamal Adams is great. All pro, you know, he makes the fans excited. He gives, a, he gives the Jet fans a reason – to go to the stadium every Sunday, Thursday, or Monday. But I'm sorry, but I, I, I agree with Scott. Like, I have trust in Greg Williams that this defense is not going to take a ginormous step down if Jamal Adams is not here. Are they going to take a hit? Absolutely. But I'm sorry, but you have, like, you have more questions on the offensive side of the ball than anything. And – Joe Douglas is doing the smart thing by waiting this out and because they have room to wait this out. They don't have to pay Jamal Adams right away. And Jamal Adams wants to talk and talk and talk and say, I want to go to this team. I want to go to that team. And with that, why is he acting like he's got a no trade clause? Yeah. You think would... like, like you want to be traded to this, 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 you know what? No, if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm like, no, we're going to, if we're going to trade you, I'm trading you to, to a team that we're going to get well compensated for. I mean, we also have to think about this too, is a team's not going to trade for him and give up a lot if they're not going to be able to retain him. So, I mean, we like, you know, I've spit out, Oh, let's look trade him to Detroit. If this isn't just our decision, like we need a dance partner here to Mm -hmm. trade him and trade him to and whatever. But you know, maybe we can find an optimistic team. Like, well, that's, maybe maybe the Redskins. Maybe the Redskins want him. Well, and they got Landon the, Collins too. Yeah. So, well, you know, they're paying. They're paying him a lot of money. Yeah, but um, and look how I mean, he didn't really have a, a great Jeez, season Monk. as a high paid has a high paid safety last I think year. He's like, like third, he carried the Redskins to a great. Can you imagine uh, Montez Montez Sweat? Chase that defense would be ridiculous. Landon Collins, Jamal Adams. I mean, that's oh not going to happen because God. what? No. What would we want from? No, that? no. But that, that's Chase Young. Chase you know Young. What? You know what? That's got eight and eight written all over it. <laughs> you know, it does. <laughs> but like, let's be honest here. The next highest paid safety is what Eddie Jackson with fifteen million dollars. Yeah, just under fifteen. And to be honest with you, before he got paid, I had no idea who Eddie Jackson was. Nope. You know, maybe that's on me for not paying attention to the wide scope of the NFL. But let's be honest, who knew who Eddie Jackson was before he got paid? I didn't. That just shows how much, you know, you can be a quiet player at safety and, you know, be an elite player. Mm-hmm. We, we don't need to deal with this from Jamal. No, we Yeah, don't. he's a flashy player. He's a fantastic player. No one's denying that he's a fantastic player and is an all-pro and, player. you know, mm-hmm. obviously makes a, 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 a huge impact on the, on the field. But this is not – it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. Let, let him this, – this is what we should do. Hold, let him hold out. Find him for every day he's not there because if he wants to, you know, go shop himself, then, you know, the Jets, you know, hold the right to, to let him sit there and find him every single day because yeah. we saw this with Coleccio Semley too. Oh, you don't want to play anymore because you're so-called injured? And, you know, I don't like questioning injuries or whatever. But obviously the Jets had some right to believe that he – was perfectly fine and could have played. All right, we'll find you every day and 
you know, you don't have to play for us. You can go get the surgery, but you're going to pay us because we're going to fine you every day. Yeah. See, like the I, Jets are turning into a no-nonsense franchise, and Jamal isn't going to win here. That's what they need. It is, but it, I feel like it gives us a bad rap too. Oh, I mean, everyone said amongst players, amongst players. Everyone, everyone said, "Oh, this is going to affect them in free agency." I don't really think it affected the Jets in free agency Cause they because they yeah, yeah, we signed players. We signed a we signed players. We signed a fully revamped offensive line. We signed Rashad Perriman. Like the Jets will get players in free agency once they start turning the culture around. And I think, you know, there's definitely players out here that think Jamal's in the wrong because I'll say it for like the fourth time. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. No one knows what anything is going on. Oh. 30 million people aren't working right now. Oh, but Jamal wants to cry like a baby that he's not going to get paid $20 million right now and that the NFL is going to lose a combined like $40 billion or yep. f- however, $40 million, whatever it is. Yeah. That's a big stretch of money, but yeah. a lot can you, of money. Can you, but, can you imagine the NFL team salaries, like the salary caps go down this it's gonna year? It's going to go down. It's going to. You know, they have to make up no for one's going, no Nobody's going to pay him. Nobody's no. going to pay him. No. no. But, but the thing is, the thing is, I think he's asking the Jets for $20 million because they won't – They he knows he, they won't give it to him. I, th- I think that is his way of thinking or his agent's way of thinking anyway. I mean, that could be. But I want to backtrack a little bit on the Joe Douglas side of things. Scott, you've been on record saying that if Jamal Adams ends up getting shopped – and Joe Douglas goes back on his word, Jets fans like us will rip him to shreds. So would this make, in this given situation, would this make Joe Douglas look bad if he were to now turn around and trade Jamal Adams? I don't think so. I I think it matters. See, what are Jets fans going to believe? Because I feel like Jets fans aren't going to, trust whatever Jamal says no. because they're going to make it out to they're going to make it out to oh he's just trying to badmouth the organization and whatever which I mean I agree with but mm-hmm. before yeah I definitely said Joe Douglas is going to be looked at as a horrible general manager and Jets fans are going to want him to get the heck out of here now the way he's dealing with this I mean we don't know what the resolution's going to be mm-hmm. I think a lot more people are on Joe Douglas's side now mm-hmm. people are going to want him to stick it to Jamal yeah and absolutely uh, the way he handles this is going to be, you know, I think the def- the defining the, moment of his early career, the beginning defining moment of his Jets career, Jets general manager career. Yeah, and Absolutely. the thing is too, could you imagine if Joe Douglas gives in to Jamal? What would that say about him as a general manager? That goes back on everything that he's said. So in a sense, by giving Jamal his money, that would be a sense of saying, oh, what kind of general manager is Joe Douglas? He just gives in to his player right away. Yeah, yeah, but he I, said he said all along that he was going to pay him. Right. So and I mean, I, either way, I think I side with Joe Douglas, whether he mm-hmm. trades him or pays him. Right. And I think the money's not coming anytime soon. No. The Jets yeah. aren't all of a sudden going to turn, you know, turn around and be like, "Oh, you want twenty million? Here it is." Now we're throwing, you know, if he actually acted like a pro and you know dealt with this behind closed doors, let let this come out in the media before mm-hmm. you know you start you know chatting away about it then maybe the Jets would be willing to work with you. But the way he's acting right now, why would the Jets want to work with him right now? No. I mean, there's I nothing wouldn't. else going on. I'm sure, you know, people are uh, are going nuts because there's nothing else going on because of Corona. People are, you know, screwed up in the head. I mean, look at the UFC too, not to take this away from the NFL, but right. there's a bunch of UFC fighters saying, oh, we're not getting paid enough because they have nothing else to do but to complain about the money they're getting. Mm-hmm. They, exactly. They, 
if there was other things going on right now, I, I don't know if this would be such a big deal, such as a big deal as it was. Yeah. See, like, I really want a reason to rip the Jets because, like we've said, they're a horrible run franchise. They do everything wrong. It seems that they do everything wrong when it comes to this, this type of thing. But – and I normally – I would normally side with the players in this situation, but – I guy, I really got nothing where the Jets are kind of wrong in this situation. Jamal Adams is just plain in the wrong. I don't know if I'm just seeing it in black and white, but he's just wrong, and he wants to bail. Oh. He's had what he's had one foot out the door since the trading deadline. Let's just put it that way. He wants an excuse to get out and go to Dallas. That's you gotta see. You gotta see what these other things that he was upset about were too. But we're not gonna be. Because I don't think. I think that'll come out slowly but surely. But it's not all gonna come out at once. No. Yeah, I know. But that like that'll be the defining moment of whether. Who was right? Who was in the wrong? And and listen to the, and like listen to this, the Jets beat reporters are not the most reliable. So who knows what information, if any information we get, is really true? Maybe there's really no trade request. Oh, don't even know. <laughs> I, I mean, from Antonio Cromartie did tweet at Connor Hughes the other day, telling him to stop reporting BS and just shut his mouth. So see the, the, the I think yeah, the but Jamal, we got yeah, though. But- yeah, but Jamal just Jamal posted that thing on. Jamal's also Twitter. best friends with yeah. Cromartie, and Cromartie talked to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what, guys? Just the longer this goes on, the uglier it's going to get. So my caution to all Jet fans: buckle up, because this is worse than Ravis in 2010. Oh, hundred percent. Way this is worse. The, this is probably the worst play, like player organization feud that the Jets have had. Yeah. So and it's thing, just the, the beginning. The other thing, the other thing is like that tweet that you read off before, Scott. Like, I feel like the whole team is against the organization right now. Yeah, because Jabal, Marcus May now putting out what he put out. I feel like it's just going to spiral down, and and you're going to see a lot of the bigger name players that we have kind of go against the franchise. Maybe the coach, owner, possibly the GM. But, uh, so would, going, but would we I feel like it's just going to all get ugly. Would we be surprised, though, at, you know, given what the Jets are, Christopher Johnson? No. Well, yeah, no. I, I'm not, oh. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Maybe it'll force him into selling. Oh, we can only hope. Hey, maybe A-Rod will lose the Mets bid and they'll go uh, by the Jets. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can only hope. So, I guess to, like, end this, this conversation, and then we'll take a break. I have a message for Jamal Adams. And, you know, in our closing statements, we will, as if we were talking to Jamal Adams, how we're really feeling about him right now. So here's my message to you, Jamal Adams, as a long-suffering, heartbroken Jets fan that you want to leave us. Jets fans have loved and appreciated you since day one, since you stepped on that um, in front of the camera at the draft. You're the best player on this team, no doubt about it. But you have officially now turned your back on us. And you gave us this impression that you wanted to be here the whole time. You wanted to be a part of the solution. But the reality is you have had one foot out the door since the trade deadline last year because Joe Douglas hurt your feelings when he was doing business. Or even before then. I mean, we don't know. We don't know, you know, because – we did see Jamal Adams post game a lot, just looking just so distraught with a losing. And I totally get that, but you never know what's going on in the back of his mind. I don't want, maybe I don't want to be here. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to be drafted here. Who the hell knows? But you gave us fans 
so much hope and you wanted to be a part of the solution. And now three years in, you just want to bounce, go to another team and get, you know, get a quick fix and try and win one as quick as you can and get paid. So if Jamal Adams signs here, great. Let's get to work, right? You know, awesome. But, you know, Jets fan. I don't know about now. I don't, I don't. I can't really speak for all Jets fans, but we want you here. But if you don't want us, why should we want you? So, here's my thing. I totally didn't want to turn up against Jamal Adams, but I have no reason to stick behind him now. Don't let the freaking door hit you on the way out to Dallas, because now I can speak for all Jet fans when I say we are sick and freaking tired of hearing about this crap. We have suffered enough as it is. Jamal Adams, goodbye. See you later. Adieu. Goodbye. I don't want you here anymore. I don't. It's not worth all this trouble. It's really not. If he doesn't want to be here, why should the Jets want him? From, you know, all the love and stuff that the Jets fans have showed Jamal and, you know, the organization, this organization has made him the player that he is. You know, obviously he put the work in and stuff like that, but us Jets fans want young players who want to be here. And, you know, let's look at videos of Mekhi Becton right now. He's out here working. He's posting videos of that kind of stuff. He's, you know, tweeting at all the players right now, you know, trying to form a culture. Sam's out here, you know, people say, oh, he should be doing that or whatever. Sam's out here getting all the wide receivers together, getting the whole offense together, working, you know, uh, in the off season, if you want to put it that way, in the current situation, you know, getting together, getting that chemistry up getting all the rookies together, just getting the offense as a whole together. There's a lot of people on this team that want this organization to win and the players want to win too. If Jamal doesn't want to be a part of that, then see you later. Like we don't need that kind of toxicity and that kind of negative light in our locker room, especially from a guy who wears a C on his chest as a captain of this team. Mm -hmm. If he wants to act this way and, you know, pretty much tear everything that, you know, young players have tried to build up, build up, or even he tried to build up this franchise to be trying to recruit players, trying to recruit Le'Veon here so he could win here in New York. If you want to tear that all down and, you know, ruin it and turn the fans against you for the rest of time, just imagine when he comes to MetLife next time, if he's not a Jet, just, you know, how, how loud that, that, that'll be a game where the Jets fans come out in droves because they're going to want to, you know, let Jamal know how they feel. That'll, that'll be the highest, uh, attended percentage game of Jets fans compared to visitors. Imagine of, him imagine him coming back as a Jet. Nobody I, yeah, after gonna, that, I don't think anybody wants him. I I mean I would if he came out and said, you know I, I don't know, I don't really know what he would have to say to turn this around. But if he came out and you know changed his mind on how he feels and that kind of stuff and you know tried to turn from a heel to a good guy, I'm sure a lot of people would in in time welcome him back. And, I mean, we'd have to if he signed a five-year contract. But right now, I I, I think you're right. I think it would be – just imagine training camp if he came out and, you know, those are pretty much the diehards that go to training camp. Just imagine what that kind of environment would be like. But, yeah, if he wants to play this game and, you know, a captain of this team or is seen as a captain of this team – and being looked up to if he wants to play this game, then he deserves no reason to, you know, be in this locker room anymore. And I hope the Jets stick it to him, but then get get us pieces that will help us in the future. Joe, this is hard for you. This is a – A little bit. 
I think Joe. I don't. I'll put on, I think Joe, I think Joe is the biggest Jamal Adams fan out of all three of us here. Just say that. I yeah. Uh, I and mean, he's it's, the only one with the jersey. Yeah, yeah. which I'll get to. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I really like I said before. I didn't I didn't see this coming. Right now, anyway, I didn't think it was going to be that ugly. Um, Jamal, I think that. You are absolutely the best player on the Jets, um, but there was a little foreshadowing last training camp that uh, that I had <laughs> that this was going to happen. Why? Oh, because you got his autograph? <laughs> oh, I, I got his autograph all right. <laughs> you also scribbled all over my jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I tried, and then I tried to get your autograph at a VIP training camp, and and you kind of looked me in the eyes as I. I had my hand out like this with my VIP training. He looked me in the eyes and and slowly turned away and, <laughs> and signed the child's VIP pass right next to me and then walked away. But for the record, he signed so mine I, and not it. <laughs> really? Yeah, you're you're, you're the little tough. child I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a serious on a serious note, like you guys are right. Like I don't want somebody in my locker room being toxic and and being a cancer mm-hmm. really to the entire team like you're doing this over social media talking to Marcus May yeah he might be your boy you guys are free safety and strong safety together and played you basically your entire careers together but like there's no need to put everything online or everything on social media and try to bash an organization just because you can't get a deal done or just because you want to go somewhere else. We saw Antonio Brown do it, what was that, last offseason. Mm-hmm. What, in Oakland? With, yeah, with the Raiders and with Pittsburgh. And ultimately, look where that got him. Like, he, he's not, not playing. Not in the league. He's not, he's not in the league. He's not playing. He got so released don't, and's a free agent. <laughs> don't, don't be a Antonio Brown. And right now, this is like – it's just – it's history repeats itself. This is what I keep envisioning is throwing tantrums, trying to get what you want and ultimately not getting what you want. And then the league has to step in because you're throwing even bigger tantrums. And now you're, you know, you're pushing leagues buttons. I don't want to see that. If you go somewhere else, I'm still going to enjoy watching you play because like I said, you're probably my favorite player in the NFL right now. This whole persona of you being a crybaby. Yeah, I I see where everyone's getting it from. I don't like it, but I mean, if you want out, you want out. I'm not gonna. Nobody's gonna force you to play here. So it is what it is. Um, still gonna be a Jets fan. Still gonna be a Jamal Adams fan. But it's tough. I I wish we could pay him, and but so be it. Come if we have a season. Is Jamal Adams playing for the Jets in 2020? No. Where is he going? I don't think he's playing for the Jets. He might still be on the roster, but I don't think he's playing for the Jets. Let's trade him to Jacksonville for Ngakwe. <laughs> is that your dream scenario, Scott? That's what you want to happen? Either him or either, either that or Detroit for Galladay. Or okay. Marvin Jones. I'll take either one of them. See, I, I more so agree with Joe. I think he might still be on the roster just because – I mean, I think so too. It's going to be hard to really find a trade partner that the Jets are willing, you know, 
the Jets are going to find a partner that's going to compensate them well because the Jets are going to have a high asking price for them. It's, and I, mean, I don't think what was, think what was the asking price at the deadline? A one and two twos. And they mm-hmm. asked the Cowboys instead of some draft picks for what was it? Zach Martin. Yeah. So I'm sorry. And but Cowboys fans got all mad that the Jets asked for Zach Martin and a draft pick, dude, you're getting the best safety in the league. If you don't want to pay that, don't have them. And, and the Cowboys, Cowboys fans, fans want them. Cowboys fans think they're entitled to anything and everything, yet they still go 8-8 eight and eight every year and have a moron running their franchise. Sorry, Jerry Jones. Don't be sorry. He's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, Jamal acts like the Cowboys are, uh, are I, I don't even know, God's gift you know to the why? NFL. You know why? Because he's he, from Dallas. He, he grew up a Dallas fan. He grew up a Cowboys fan, so he thinks he's entitled to everything. You know what? I think Jamal Adams wants to go to Dallas because he wants to attend Dallas Stars games because he's got that big Dallas Stars tattoo on his thigh. Yeah, that was always weird. I don't know. Big hockey guy, I guess. Big hockey guy. All right. Well. But the, uh, just to – Good. Quote, the worst parts about this whole thing were, one, the da- that video that came out last night about him yeah. saying, I'm trying, bro, yeah. or whatever, to get to Dallas, and him saying that he would play for those eight teams without getting a contract extension. Heartbreaking right stuff. Heartbreaking stuff, guys. Like that you know just, you're just a fraud and a clown, and we can't and we can't respect that. We cannot have no. that. I mean, it's hard. Well, I, I, listen, stop. if you're even if you're not a great player, let's look at Rontez Miles. Not sure. a very good player, but he he wanted to he be contributes. a Jet. He, he literally does whatever they ask of him. Literally, whatever. Special teams, fourth string safety. Look whatever. at Bilal. Look at Bilal. Bilal Powell. Jamal, if you want to be loved by Jets fans, be like Bilal Powell. Yep. And Rontez Miles. And Rontez Miles. Just be a guy who wants to be here, plays for the team, plays for the locker room. I mean, let's try and think of someone else that's like that. Um, Nick Mangold, the Brickishaw Ferguson. I mean, those were very good players. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell so far. I mean, he, he he's only been here a exactly. year. Exactly. He's a fan and, favorite already. Yeah. He wants and, to be here. Mm-hmm. And I just hope that Jamal yeah. doesn't try and, you know, be the little birdie in everyone's ear trying to ruin the entire locker room. Because well, I feel like he's that petty right now that he'll well, try and do that. Yeah. I think you know that's what, the thing is, what I'm scared it, of the it, most. You know what the thing is? Most of these players were not picked by Joe Douglas. Yeah. So given that, Joe Douglas still has the opportunity to revamp this whole roster. This roster is still full of Mike McCagney, guys. Yeah. So given that, my, you know, Joe Douglas still has the opportunity to give not his the guys offensive a, line. Well, yes, Joe. Obviously, those are Joe that's Douglas a, guys. Listen, we've never really, we never really expected. I mean, we've wanted, but have that has anyone really expected the Jets to win right away? No. People, How can we? People ever? have said that they the Jets actually made the right decision in hiring Joe Douglas. Yeah. But people have always said it's going to take time because any GM turnover, unless it's like from Ozzie Newsom to whoever the Ravens general manager is right now, like if it's like a seamless handover like that. You're inheriting a good team. Yes. Like that, fine. You can win right away. But it's not going to be an overnight thing. And, Hmm. you know, if the Jets do somehow, you know, I think we all projected them to go like 8-8 and or 9-7 and this year. Uh, No, Uh, 6-10. and Oh, I thought maybe it was me and Joe that had them a little better. I think we were a little better. Listen, That's always the case with you guys. Joe Douglas is going to build this team the right way, and we already saw it in, in free agency. He's not handing out awful contracts and long contracts. He's handing mm-hmm. out contracts that they can get out of right away, and he's, you know, not 
doing the Mike McCagan thing and signing CJ Mosley to a five-year, $88 million contract. We love CJ, but he needs to be on the field. He needs to play more than four quarters of a season. Exactly. Played great in the preseason. <laughs> great preseason. And we also need Adam Case to not play Avery Williamson in the third quarter of a preseason game. There's the second quarter. I, I just think we need Adam Gase not to be the head coach of the Jets. Yeah, true. Yeah, okay, question for you both. Sure. If Adam Gase was not the coach, do you think this Jamal Adams thing would have ever happened? Yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I don't as, think... as messy? Uh, I don't know because we don't – again, we don't know the details of what the role of Adam Gase plays in this whole Jamal thing. We, we also don't... don't know how much influence Adam Gase has on defense anyway. Yeah. Because Adam yeah. Gase has literally called Greg Williams the defensive head coach. Yeah. And Jamal loves playing for Greg Williams. He's said it, oh, I love playing for GW. He loves, he loves adversity, too. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's just still upset about the jersey thing. I'm, I'm pretty convinced. <laughs> Joe's just, Jamal Joe's... literally ruined any value that jersey had by <laughs> scribbling all over it. Pretty much. <laughs> no, I could, I, could actually, I could actually sell that now and be like, this was foreshadowing from Jamal Adams. This was it. Well, you know, how that should have Joe. Should've known. You know, it just this this whole thing and, and we'll end on this, but this whole thing just hurts because Jamal Adams was such a player that everyone looked so, up to. was so in touch with the fans. Like yeah. this is a guy like we had players the years that we you know, we loved like years ago and stuff like that. But Jamal Adams was a guy that after practice, a long day of practice, you know, being the captain of the defense after a long day's practice, he would come over and sign autographs for hours at a time after, after practice, amongst other players too. There's not one Jet fan that said one negative thing about Jamal Adams before all this, thing ha- all this happened. He's a fan favorite. You know, we wanted him to be here forever. And, but you know what? Money talks, unfortunately, in, in this league. And, I understand players want you know want their security and want to be happy, but I'm sorry, but you can't cry when you're making three point five million dollars a year even now. I'm sorry, I know he's underpaid for what for his performance, but he's only been in the league for three years. He still has exactly. two more years on his rookie deal. Exactly. Yes, he's outplayed it, but like, I mean, even former Jets players have come out and like Damian Woody has said that the way he's acting like this is not right mm-hmm. on Twitter. So this Jamal Adams situation will continue to rumble on. Maybe more details will come out as the days come on. But we will take a quick break. When we come back, we will end on this sports ranked by difficulty list that sparked some controversy within the old Tri-State Sports Beat group chat. And we will go over that when we come back. You are listening to the Tri-State Sports Beat. Do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tri-State Sports Beat. The Three Amigos back at it again for the first time in a while. I know we uh, got a little upset, a little angry, a little sad, a little depressed in that first, uh, I don't know, probably hour. But we're going to end on a little bit of a happier note, a little bit, because, you know, might spark some more controversy as we go along. But Absolutely. Joe came across this list on Instagram. And if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Pod if you really want to. Nice. Shameless plug. And all of our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. We don't have a TikTok, so I don't know. We're out with the time. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe we should. Maybe. <laughs> um, so we found – Joe found this list from Unbiased America Sports that ranks the top 60 sports ranked by difficulty. So I, do we, do we want to start from 60? Do we want to start from the bottom? I guess we'll start from the bottom. 
So at number 60, we have the bottom five are fishing, pool, as in billiards, shooting, bowling, curling, and archery. That's pretty, that's pretty that okay, six. right? That was six. Yeah. I obviously can't count. You do this all the time. You did it with I the know. New York sports I know. list, too. I know, I know. 60 to 56 is five. Oh. 60 to 55 is six. I can't. <laughs> I can't count. Sorry. That's why we're oh, communications man. majors. That's right. Maths is not fun. That's right. So <laughs> how do we think about those bottom six? <laughs> well, now that I understand the order of this list. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's making fun of me because I can't count, but he didn't understand the list. It's just... <laughs> um... I can make an argument that pool is much harder than 59. Oh, there have yeah. been many a times that I've tried to hit the cue ball and I have missed. <laughs> I mean, I, I can speak for that too. I mean, I, can. I don't know if pool is the second easiest sport out of these 60. Yeah. So it's like shooting. Is that like shooting a gun? Like what is yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's like, it's uh, like, uh, like you throw the disc and yeah. bang. Oh, like pool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. All right. <laughs> That's going to be a sound bite. <laughs> well, I didn't know what it was. All right, curling is definitely like the one of the easiest. That's I, mean, I don't know. Well, it takes actually, a lot of balance to stay yeah, on the ice. You're on ice. Like anything on ice is difficult. Like, yeah, that takes precision. Honestly, yeah. have you ever? You guys obviously have played uh, cornhole. It's basically mm-hmm. cornhole on ice. Oh, cornhole's not easy though. Cornhole's hundred percent easy. No, I don't think so. You have to be some sort of bad to miss the miss the board on like oh you know what should be on here that uh can jam can jam that you know that should definitely that's be on that's here. harder than cornhole or spike ball i don't know why that's not on here but that's not that's not that hard you gotta be there's just a big skill hard. gap in spike ball all right let's stick to list let's stick Sorry. to list here <laughs> all right so then after that well do we think well we think archery i think archery is pretty hard they got shooting yeah, I, is pretty hard I, too. I, I've done archery before. It's like on a professional really level, Joseph. No, obviously not professional, but on Olympic level. Uh, no, <laughs> no. There, there's Olympic archery. No, but I mean, getting the hang of it's not like honestly. If you sat down for like a week, I feel like you could get a hang of it. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be professional, but you get mm-hmm. the hang of it. All right. So next we have. I said archery. We have equestrian, roller skating, cheerleading, and then golf. Go to the next one, too, because... And then horse racing. How is equestrian easier than horse racing? Equestrian, you have to jump over things. Horse racing, you're just running. The the horse is just running. How is equestrian easier than horse racing? And what... Equestrian, you're going at a slower rate. Like yeah, you still have to fast. jump. The horse has to jump. All right, let's get to the – well, I don't want to get into the whole cheerleading, is it a sport, is it not a thing. So, I mean, we'll just buy – I also think roller skating. What kind that's, of roller skating, though? I feel like that's, like, competitive, like, racing roller Yeah, like skating. you could check into the boards yeah. and everything. That's no, not, that's not no, easy. No, not not that one. That sounds like, like uh, Oh, my God, what's her like name? Like roller derby? Yeah, 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 I guess so. No, no checking. It's not easy. No, no checking. Like it was, it's just like a so like speed skating, skating but rollerblading. Like speed skating, but oh. roller exactly. Which is oh, weird. Oh no. Which is weird because <laughs> speed skating is up there. So I don't, I don't understand. But that's that roller skating. Roller skating is on a floor though. Is it's speed not ice, skating right? on this? Oh, yeah, is it's it? Gotta be. Yeah, it's one of I the. Think it's so. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Top yeah. twenty. Yeah, top 20. yeah. 
So let's get to the controversy that we discussed yesterday. And golf, a lot of people were controversial. About. Golf at number 51. Have you ever played golf before a person who's ever made this list? I have. I'm talking about a person that's made I'm happy to say I have played golf now. If there is a sport that you can get up to the ball and swing and miss, it is not easy. <laughs> Trust me, I have experienced that myself. I think we all have at one point or another. Golf is not the ninth or tenth easiest sport on this list. Here's, here's, you know, here was my argument. Golf is not the toughest physically, but it's top ten in one of the toughest mentally. If you shoot a bad, if you shoot one bad shot, you're you may be screwed for your entire round. Yeah, you may let if you're not mentally like somewhat strong, a whole a bad one bad shot could affect your whole round. Doesn't matter if you're playing nine or eighteen holes. Yeah, Golf, that, I feel like one. What Joe? I feel like that could be like with anything. I don't know. That was that's kind of like my like mentality in any sport is crucial. Well, so like, like yeah yeah you one bad shot can really mess you up. But but there's but there's also other things you have to think of in golf too like how far you are from the hole how like what club you should be using what club you should be using every every sport has those calculations that you got to make in some regard. Well. Hockey's 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 not just all, and we'll get to hockey. But hockey's not all. Oh, I'm I'm going to hit it. I'm just going to hit the puck into the net. It's no, you got to actually figure out the angles. You got to figure out. Well, that's easy for you to say because golf. I mean, ice hockey is number two on this list. Golf is number fifty-one. That's what that's what we're arguing. No, I I I yeah no I know I'm just saying like all of these sports, even weightlifting is I feel like should be higher on this list, but where are you going to put it? Because the mental factor, you have to get into a certain mental state to be a weightlifter. I'm not, I'm not putting golf down. I think golf should be higher on this list. I just don't know exactly where I could put it on the list. Would you put golf in the top 10? No. Really? I wouldn't put, no, I wouldn't. Put maybe, it. maybe it's just cause you know, we play a lot and we watch a lot of, I mean, I watch a lot of golf. Joe doesn't watch golf at all. Scott does, but like, and we've been out there, like Scott and I've been out on the course, you know, a lot. It's it takes a lot out of you, and it's been, and it's not freaking easy, you know. You're playing out there for like four or five hours too, and no, like absolutely. anybody play that. So absolutely. Like, but the thing is, you have, and I think where they they're getting this difficulty from is because you could be fifteen, ten, fifteen years old and play golf, but you could also be seventy, eighty years old and play golf. Anybody right. can play golf. Look mm-hmm. at track and field distance. Not everybody can do track and field distance. Not everybody can do swimming. Not well, that's, everyone that's what I'm saying, though. Physically, do water skiing. That's what I'm saying, though. Golf physically is not that demanding as other sports. So it's, so, all, it's all mentally, though. Exactly. But that, yeah, I know. That's what I'm getting at, though. Every yeah. sport has that mental aspect. So I think that might be why it's a little lower than a lot of people expected. Sky, I, I agree. I agree. The swinging part, absolutely. <laughs> it is harder than a lot of people think. Mm. But, I mean, I, I just don't know where I would put it. I, I mean, I think you've kind of all covered it. I, I mean, I just don't. Golf is much harder than the ninth or tenth easiest sport on this list. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's a physical up. and mental game. Yeah. So after horse racing, we have canoe slash kayak, track and field weights, table tennis, water skiing, and swimming, all strokes. 
Joe, go ahead. Make your make your case for table tennis. Table tennis. Uh, the only reason I I mentioned I mentioned table tennis the other day being above golf, and why my reasoning was that it was above golf is because you're moving at a lot faster of a speed. But Joe, anybody can play table tennis, right? You can, but you have to be agile. No, you you have to be more agile to swing a golf club than you do to swing a ping pong paddle. <laughs> Professionally, no. Yeah, but I'm, we're not, not playing golf professionally, though. But the, I, this that's what I'm saying. This is a professional <sighs> level. At a professional level. Where does it say professional no, it say that. List. It does not say I'm that. Ju- I'm just saying. It says sports okay, ranked then, by okay, difficulty. Then golf, then golf, I could put putt-putt in golf. That is easy. Uh, that's, that's, a different, that is that's different. Easy. That's different. That's mini golf. It's golf. It's golf. It's mini golf. golf. It's golf. Table tennis, ping pong, not the same thing. Yeah. It's not. How? It's no. not. What? Ping, ping pong is recreational. Table tennis is an actual professional sport. Joe. I've never heard that in my life before. Joe. Never. Joe. I'm telling Joe. you. I'm telling you. Trust me. Joe. Joe. Can you? I, does the World Ping Pong Association make up that like make up that term? What? I've never heard that in my life before. It's the World Table Tennis <laughs> oh, Association. Excuse me. <laughs> Are ping pong and table tennis the same thing? I, it, it's gotta be. They have. They have. I think relatively same rules. Joe, it's the same thing. Uh, Ping pong or table tennis is the same sport. <laughs> they, have I, different, well, they have different rules. Joe, the same thing we play in Florida at the bar is ping pong and table tennis. Same thing. Whatever. I was trying thing. to make an argument. <laughs> well, 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 that was stupid. That was just stupid. But what, I'm, what I'm saying. Coldest I, take I, of the century. Table <laughs> tennis and ping pong are different. Ow. I don't know. No. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 th- I honestly, fine. I think table tennis slash ping pong. I feel like, I feel like it's harder. I do. I've played table tennis with people that are good at table tennis, and it is, it's a lot harder than you. Well, think. that's your fault for playing with people that are good. That's your problem. So it, it is confirmed that table tennis and ping pong are the same thing. That is confirmed. I, I think don't know. So. Scott, Scott, Scott is feverishly looking right now. I'm, no, I'm not looking at that fine. anymore. Oh, dang oh okay. <laughs> All right. So I was like, that might be on to something. <laughs> All right. So next we have weightlifting, track and field, middle distance, rodeo slash bull riding, uh, track and field distance, and then rodeo calf roping. I really don't know the differences between the rodeos, so don't even don't even. The calf roping, that. like the rodeo clown, and <laughs> the, I don't the... know. You're asking the wrong. You're asking the wrong know. cowboy. Uh, yeehaw! Yeehaw! Um, oh wait! 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 The number forty-two. No, that can't be right. Number forty-two. Like it says, bull, bareback, and um, yeah. Is that when you have to hold on? I when you have think to hold on? so. But how is that hard? How is that less hard than calf roping? Because that's the one when you're on a horse and you're like, yeehaw with the lasso. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, can, don't know. I can never I say. I have. I have not looked into uh, rodeo and yeah. Yeah, I cannot cannot say that. Joe, did you want to make a case for weightlifting? Being higher on the list than 44? I mean, you definitely could. I mean, weightlifting is... So, are we, like, are we talking about, like, world's strongest man competition or, well, that's like... Well, that's the thing. It doesn't have... Like, none of these have... Like you guys said, it doesn't say... It doesn't technically say professional on it. Well, well so, like, all right. So, then let's talk about just, like, competitive like competitive weightlifting. Competitive weightlifting, I feel like, should be a lot higher on this list. I think it should be at least be in the mid twenties. Like this isn't your average Joe. Like uh, no, 
pumping like, up dumbbells at the jet. Like if you look anytime at, fitness. If you look at number thirty, like badminton, I don't. I feel like that should probably take place at golf. Badminton, at very underrated sport. Badminton is fantastic. I don't know. I, I like I said, like I don't know who made the list. Who like how it's ranked in difficulty, mm-hmm. but I think like. For me, I think weightlifting should be a lot higher on this list. All right. So then we have rowing, track and field sprints, skateboarding, swimming, and diving. Do we think rowing is that hard? I mean, it's a team yeah. sport, yeah. right? Rowing yes, is hard? It's, it's yeah. I, I, hard. I don't yes. know. I mean, I don't know. Um, skate, would we put skateboarding under a different category? Would we put that under, like, X Games sports or, or like, we're we just gonna put that in there. What do you mean? I mean, I don't know. I don't understand what you're asking. Like, could you like could you put that? Could you really put skateboarding in the, the sports category? Or would you put that in like X Games? I, I mean, you have our sports. Still sport. like, you have yeah. roller skating in there. Maybe they're talking like X Games roller skating too. Maybe. I don't know. I think skateboarding is hard. Skateboarding very difficult. Skateboard, yeah, very very difficult. Um, see, like again, like. Are we talking about Olympic diving? 100%. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's hard. The, the that's way hard. they freaking flip and yeah. twirl and, yeah. and don't make a splash. Mm, yeah, exactly. And then what's up next? We, where did I leave off? I actually um, think that one should be closer to where gymnastics is. Mm. Diving. It's, yeah. basically, it's basically gymnastics and you land in the pool. Mm-hmm. In the pool. In the pool. <laughs> All right, where did I leave off? Um... Track and field long triple jumps, track and field high jump, auto racing. High jump looks very hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that should be higher. High jump. Is that the one where uh, – That's the one where you use the pole, pole I think, uh-huh. in you. Or is that pole vault? No, that's pole, that's pole vault. High jump is when oh, you, run, okay. yeah, when yeah, you yeah. run up to it and you jump on your own. Oh. All right, so then – Okay, I, 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 I think, think it's still hard, but – It's definitely still hard. Is that harder than like the rodeo though? You got to hold on for your life. Again, I don't know because I think on this so. side, because you need to contort your body while also having vertical. Yeah. And if when you get to fifteen, there's another rodeo, so that could. But like you can, be. like you can, like is that? For, for the most part, you can control that. Like you can't control what a rodeo bull is going to do. Yeah, but you can still hold on. Yeah, true. But all you have to do is hold on. Well, I don't know. at fifteen, it says rodeo steer wrestling. Don't know I what that think is, but that, that might... sounds something that I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> is 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 that bull riding? I I don't know. Uh, we're don't not, know. We're not. I rodeo. know it is bull riding. We are not rodeo experts here in the tri-state sports. Um, Can we make a case of auto racing being a little higher? I would honestly, mm. and this is just me saying a little lower. But really, it's definitely physically I, taxing. Like, do you yeah, think auto absolutely. racing? Like, do you think auto racing is harder than uh, team handball? Yes. Okay. Yeah. A little harder than well, we all, I know how Joe feels about bobsledding. So Joe loves the old. I think I think rowing <laughs> would be above auto racing though. That's physically taxing. Oh yeah. Yeah for sure. Um. All right. So then next we have Nordic skiing, badminton, ski jump, bobsledding, and then cycling. Joe loves the old bobsledding. That's it. Bobsled. Is that your favorite Olympic event? Is that what you told it's me? It's one of one of my favorite mm-hmm. Olympic events. Only because like they, those people are they, 
There's no protection on them. Those are the it's, ones where you go in the thing and you're going, whoosh, is that the luge? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's the luge. That thing's crazy. You got, you're hitting hundreds of miles an hour. 100 plus miles an hour. That's yeah. insane. That's pretty scary. I don't screw with that. And then we got team handball, skiing, fencing, surfing, racquetball, slash squash. 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 So I've, I heard, I've never played racquetball or squash before, but I've heard it is very difficult. You know what, Joe? We have racquetball courts we at do. school. We should, uh, we should uh, try well, the we old tr- racquetball. When we first went there, we were like, oh, yeah, yeah we're going to do that. We never, we ended up never doing it. No, we didn't. We'll have to try it one day. Um, fencing. Do we think fencing is hard? Yes. Absolutely. Really? See, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know too much about it. So. I think that's hard. Well, it's like a lot of body control, right? Is that like it, the objective is to poke the guy in the chest, right? To stand yeah. girl. Yeah. Olay! <laughs> That's not that. That's running from the bulls. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, volleyball is definitely harder than the experts say. Especially, like, gym volleyball, As, yeah. gym volleyball is not kind to me. <laughs> <laughs> volleyball is definitely not the easiest sport. No, no. definitely not. And rack, uh, I think racket. surfing is harder than volleyball. Oh, for sure, hundred oh, percent. If any, and if anybody's tried surfing in their surfer days, bro, um, <laughs> definitely not easy. Boogie boarding, not easy either. Can't do that. I can't do that. Oh, that's boogie not boarding's that bad. tough. Boogie boarding's tough. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. Volleyball definitely a little, uh, definitely a little harder than the experts think. But I think racket, I think racquetball can get intense, right? Like you're diving yeah, for the I ball so. inside, yeah. like a. Like, gotta, like, a, like a little feet. cube, yeah. Yeah, that's that's physically demand. I think people like lose teeth because of that thing. I don't think they wear mouth guards. <laughs> you know what sport's not on here? Cricket. Hyalai. You know what Hyalai is? Oh, yeah, yeah. What? That's the one where you... Yeah, it's, one where you it's like racquetball. Yeah. 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 I don't know what You got is. like a little hook. Look it up. Scott, look it up. When oh, you, how do you even spell that? I it's, don't know. It's, uh, it starts with a J. Hi, J. Hi, uh, there's no... I, I'll also J A I. It'll come up. Uh, no, it uh, no, it doesn't. Okay, all right. <laughs> the first thing that comes up, I, I must have searched this because we've looked up uh, something related to this. Is J Deep Mukherjee tennis? <laughs> huh? <laughs> we must have looked that up as a name Joe couldn't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. All right, so now we move into the top twenty. Now we got. Uh, distance cycling, figure skating, speed skating, field hockey, and track and field pole vault. Oh, so pole vault's at 16. So that that's definitely – I think that's the hardest track and field event we have here. Um, pole vault is definitely very difficult. I yes, agree with that. Absolutely. Not that I've ever tried it, but it looks insanely difficult. Yeah. Got to be honest with you, I don't know a whole lot about field hockey. <laughs> I know it's somewhat popular. Boxing, taxing on the back. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. absolutely. Looks speed like speed skating is the one. Speed skating is the one on ice, right? Is it on ice and yep. just yeah. uh, going around and stuff? Figure skating around, definitely around, around, around. hard. Figure skating definitely hard. Yeah, that might be. That could be a little higher. I think you're a gymnast on skates. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, skating in it by itself is difficult. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> um, rodeo, steer wrestling, lacrosse, rugby, water polo, alpine skiing. Um, I, I might be a little biased here, but I feel like lacrosse could be a little higher. Same with rugby. Uh, I definitely think lacrosse and rugby are harder than water polo. Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. You don't think it takes think a so. lot to tread water for twenty minutes. Yeah. Remember, you're not on the ground. You're not walking yeah. on the floor. Mm. 
I don't know, man. I don't know Unless you're that. ten feet tall. I don't know. That could, that uh, could water polo, water polo, water polo is big, big hmm. tough. Alpine. What? Which one's alpine skiing? Is that like the? Um, that's the one where you're going downhill and you have to weave through the the the, oh. the things. I think. That could I be would higher. die. That could be that could be higher on the list. That's, I would that die. That's yeah. be death. And then the, the moguls or whatever, where they bounce on the the, uh, yeah. the things. Go, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like so death. then. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> swing, swing, swing. <laughs> and you have to clip the fence on the way by, and yeah, that's the so... ski stuck in the fence, and oh, that would be. And you go. You're going for a wild ride <laughs> down the hill. <laughs> um. All right. So then we move into the top ten. This is where we where we get to the sports that are more well known. Obviously, soccer at ten, baseball slash softball at nine, gymnastics, tennis, martial arts, so MMA, UFC, boxing, stuff like that. Um, what do we think about that? Tennis is definitely very hard. Say yes. We play tennis. Able tennis is just a little smaller than tennis. Uh, Why is it not much easier? Joe, you got to use your whole body and run in regular tennis. Yeah, but table tennis, table tennis, I'll give you a snap. Ping pong or table tennis? tennis. Make up your mind. Which one? It's like. (laughs) Yeah, you're not running back and forth, sliding on clay, running on grass, hardcore. Joe, Joe, you have played tennis with me like a couple times. You You know it's harder than table tennis. I don't know. Yes, you do. I don't know. Don't stop saying that for the sake of an argument. Yes, you do. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, soccer, definitely a lot harder than the experts think. Um, we think baseball could be higher. I think martial arts should be a lot higher. You think so? I mean, it's at number six, and I think it's a lot higher. All right, so then I guess we'll move into the top five. Wrestling, basketball, football, ice hockey, boxing. Oh, wait, I said mar- I said boxing with martial arts. I'm sorry. Um, Different sport. What kind of – like we're talking about the like NCAA wrestling, I'm assuming, right, in high school. Yeah, like, like, yeah like Matt's. Yeah. No WWE here, sorry. No. Um, yeah, wrestling definitely – like especially because the preparation you have to do for wrestling and cut weight and stuff like that, that's definitely – Yeah, definitely yeah and you have to get us. punched in the face. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Um, <laughs> basketball, I mean, ringworm. Yeah, don't want to deal with that. That's bad. That is bad. Uh, could you make an argument for maybe putting basketball a little lower? Basketball. You see a lot of people try and play basketball, mm-hmm. and it doesn't go well. <laughs> yeah, Joe is not a very good basketball player. <laughs> it is not. It is not easy to shoot the basketball. Yeah, or dribble. Um, foot, football definitely deserving in the top three. Joe, are you a proud hockey fan right now that hockey is number two on the list? Or do you I think, think it should be number, number one? one. Of course you do. No, no, no. Listen to this. I have an argument for this. I I, no, I don't disagree. With, I, I don't disagree with you, honestly. Because, honestly, like, fight. I know they're trying to weed fighting out of ice hockey, but, like, you're, you're sometimes fighting on the ice. It's a game inside a game. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, something the experts didn't think about. Boxing number uh, boxing number one. Are we in? A, do we agree with that? If anything, well, you know. honestly, if anything, I would put martial arts maybe like we're talking again. We're talking MMA fighting. Yeah, UFC. UFC. I would put that in place of boxing. No, I mean, yeah, boxing is absolutely. I think tough, bo- and the training I think, is yeah. crazy for it, but, but I think boxing and martial arts could be like six and seven. Like that could be one, you know, 
I don't know yeah. where you'd put boxing as opposed to martial arts, whether it's six or seven. But you could definitely put them one after the other. In my professional opinion, I think martial arts is a little bit harder than boxing because one, you're bare knuckles. Well, two, you could really do anything. They're not bare knuckles, and there are not bare. Rules. No, not bare knuckles, but like you have less. Of like we're talking about like here. underground, like uh, street fighter type stuff, like that. You no, know, that no, that was no, no, that was no. No, but like, 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 sanctioned, like you're still sanctioned fighting. We're talking. You about. don't, you don't have the big, and not to say that the force of the punches on, in boxes doesn't really matter how much padding you have on those gloves. Step, step in the but, ring with Mike Tyson, you'll, uh, yeah, you'll understand. Yeah. Even at 40, 50 something years old. Yeah, I can, you can make the argument that boxing, you know, could be a little lower. That maybe hockey could be number one. I definitely think hockey is the hardest because me personally cannot skate. And uh, doing that and shooting a puck and taking hits along the way, I think being a hockey goalie is beyond one of the hardest things ever. Um, all right, so that's our sports ranked by difficulty list we just uh, rattled off there. A little bit of the biggest controversy was the golf, what we talked about. I think golf definitely deserves – I think golf should be in the top 10, at least in the top 15 or 20. Uh, Joe thinks uh, – I mean, Joe hasn't played enough golf yet to really understand, so – no, think, not yet. Uh, once we get Joe on a on a real course, maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll think a little differently on his golf take. Cool. And maybe, maybe. and maybe and uh, maybe maybe watch some golf, Joe. Golf's no. a good time. Golf's Sorry. a good time. Nope. Golf is fun to bet on. We've realized though now. Oh dear, I I don't know enough about it to bet on it honestly. Well, the thing is about betting on golf is that you can bet on multiple guys, and it's not like you know because it's really a crapshoot. It's honestly a crapshoot like you're picking the guy to win on the first day of the tournament and you know you can win five bucks to win like 500 bucks if you get it right so but you know that's what we have to look forward to in a world of like we don't know what sports are coming back we don't know if i, I highly doubt major league baseball is making a comeback at this point guys um yeah the nba the nba is going back on you know originally like two weeks ago i put out the segment if you didn't you know already go listen to that listen to that um but the NBA was ready to come back. And then, you know, this whole thing with uh, your boy Kyrie, Scott, um, you know, all that stuff really got stuff moving backwards for the NBA as far as that. The NHL seems to be the sport that's headed in the right direction. And Joe is very excited about that because maybe ho- maybe this is hockey's time to get on the map and really be respected as one of the top four sports in the world. That would be maybe. lovely. It does deserve I mean, uh, we're all pretty, you know, I'm not the biggest hockey fan in the world, but I have my team that I root for, and you know hockey That's because of the team that you root for. Hey, you know what, man? You know, Joe, maybe you're right. Um, but I'm kind of excited to see where the NHL is headed once they come back in this round robin tournament. You know, we're gonna have the Islanders and the Rangers to look forward to, so we'll have coverage of that. Um, and the Nets. I mean, if basketball gets started sooner rather than later, we'll have the Nets to talk about, and. Uh, Maybe I'll hop on a little later and talk about the Knicks head coaching search, but we got some stuff to look forward to here at the Tri-State Sports Beat a little bit. Sooner rather, I mean, um, probably about late Ju- late July, early August, a uh, little, uh, little upgrade for us here. We're going to get some new uh, some new toys to play with and uh, <laughs> hopefully upgrade your, ex- your listener experience. So we have that to look forward to as well. But anything else, boys, before we sign off for the night? We're good. Well, stop being a clown. Yeah. Fully cl- endorsing the Skittles ice pops. 
Really? As I well as Coca-Cola. Give us a deal. Oh, and, Duncan, and Duncan, Duncan. for uh, giving one, me a free that ice coffee. That doesn't look like coffee. It's, it's, ice, it's ice coffee. It's yours is even worse. I know. Yours looks like milk. I know. That looks horrible. <laughs> all right. So, well, that does it for us here on the Tri-State Sports Beat. Thank you guys for sticking around. I hope you all enjoyed. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TSSB Pod for your daily updates on all whatever updates there are on all nine of our New York sports teams, as Joe loves the white cheddar Cheez-Its. And um, look forward to all of our bonus content, including this episode here. And uh, Joe's been slacking on the uh, edits for a little while, so Joe needs to get back on that track here. I'm calling you out, Joe. Sorry. You can make a Jamal Adams. I knew it was, all, I knew it was only a matter of time. You can make I really it a- have to I, – I, I said over this whole thing that I wanted to, you know, play around with that kind of stuff, and then, you know, sitting at home just ruined all <laughs> the motivation to do anything. <laughs> Totally understandable. If it was any other normal summer, you would have been fine. Probably. Yeah, because, like, you would have been at school, like, you know, having to have the motivation to, you know, keep going to finish or whatever. I mean, we had to do that at home, but there was less motivation to do that at home than there was to. But we will have stuff coming your way as we look for more sports stuff to talk about. But thank you all for listening. We will see you next time here on the Tri-State Sports Beat. Goodbye. Magazine, salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. And your pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. Hello, Brooklyn. I love your corners. I'm happy so. so. I love your corners. I'm happy so. so. I love your corners. I'm happy so. so. I love your corners. I'm happy so. so.